And welcome to episode two of season two of Trancher. Today we're super excited to welcome Albert Ferrero from Sabadell to join us. Hey Albert, how are you doing? Good morning, very well, thank you. Hey Albert. Everybody I'm sure who is listening is very familiar with Sabadell and, and the really great stuff that Sabadell have been doing in the SRT space. But would you mind just telling everyone a little bit more about what you do exactly and your role at Sabadell? So I oversee a department called Capital Solutions, which is uh, within the finance division. And we essentially uh, centralize all uh, kind of transactions that aim uh, or has the primary aim to relieve capital or optimize capital consumption from different asset classes and uh, different um, transactions and, and, and operations. Uh, among these, obviously, are SRT transactions, uh, mostly synthetics, uh, but also other uh, type of uh, activities like rig sharings and uh, CDSs and anything, anything like that. So drilling into SRT transactions a bit more, obviously, given, given the podcast, could you tell us a little bit more about asset classes? Because we're always very interested to see what types of asset classes are, are popular in which markets. And obviously in the SRT market more generally, we do see a wide variety. So thinking about those transactions you've seen in the Spanish market, what, what do you typically come across and, and how do you think the space is evolving? So in the Spanish market, SRT transactions has been mainly dominated by uh, corporate and SME loans, which is uh, something coincidence with the uh, uh, trend that we see in Europe in, in general. Uh, and I would say that they are still dominating the, the scene. I would say that the main drivers for, for this kind of uh, transactions uh, or asset classes are the fact that most originators are IRB regulated. And this class tends to be uh, very efficient in terms of uh, cost of capital for relieving a certain amount of, uh, of uh, RWAs. And also the, the transactions tend to be shorter in terms of uh, maturity. And this uh, really meets uh, most investors' expectations uh, when entering this kind of, of deals. Um, I would say also that uh, for, a, for an originator, an inaugural SRT deal uh, takes a considerable investment uh, in time, internal development, and dedicated teams. And uh, hence, the underlying intention mostly is to build a, perform, a platform so it can, the, this kind of activity is a recurring activity, let's say. And this is the reason why the, the, the first asset class you tackle in this kind of uh, transactions tend to be the most uh, used asset class uh, uh, for you. It's only after that you gain uh, some sort of uh, experience on these kind of transactions that you try to target other asset classes like um, residential mortgages, uh, consumer specialized lending, so on and so forth. That's pretty spot on, Albert, because I think in the SRT deals that um, Leanne and I have been working on, we are definitely seeing more mortgages as asset classes. Mm -hmm. um, so what what is driving that? Why are we having all these new asset classes that have come into the picture? And what are some of the practical challenges that banks need to think about when dealing with these asset classes? Mm -hmm. 
So I think that the reason uh, that we have seen uh, more asset classes involved in asset transactions are, um, you, you, can, you can have reasons from the originator point of view and the investor's point of view. So from one side, we have been seeing new investors uh, coming into this, uh, this market. One example are insurance that they have been uh, actively for the past couple of years, I would say. And uh, because they have different needs in terms of their balance sheet uh, management and their targets, they um, can uh, assess different asset classes different from more traditional investors. One example, I would say is residential mortgages. They have a differentiated view on, on this asset class. And um, they also tend to, um, because of their needs, obviously, they tend to accept longer uh, term uh, transactions. They mostly um, sell protection on an unfunded base, which is which make them easier on that on that uh, asset class. And um, this makes, uh, at the end of the day, uh, the issuing coupon being lower, and then this as a class that otherwise with other investors would not be efficient from the point of view of the originator become an efficient transaction. This is one example, but we have other examples like uh, in a specialized lending, we have seen dedicated funds that uh, took traditionally direct risk to specialized lending that are now able to allocate uh, a percentage of the fund in SLT deals where the underlying is again a specialized lending pool of, of asset classes. Interesting, obviously, to hear about uh, capital relief, and that is is clearly the main driver for for these types of transactions. But other than red cap relief, are there any other motivations for SRT transactions in the Spanish market? Yeah, so clearly, as as you said, I mean, the primary objective obviously is capital relief or capital efficiency and the risking the, the, the balance sheet. Uh, but I understand that uh, the originators um, are seeing the tool uh, benefiting in other areas. For instance, uh, they, some, uh, some originators are able to lower the limit risk concentrations. For example, I mean, if you, uh, if you are transferring some of the risk for a given portfolio to the, to the investors, uh, the limit or the concentration limit could take into account that particular SRT deal and uh, then uh, build up additional room for a uh, front book on that particular portfolio. This is uh, like a second, uh, a second um, secondary benefit of this kind of transactions. Also, um, but this depends uh, mostly on the structure of the transaction, whether you are able to place a first loss or you can retain the first loss or not. Uh, it is also possible to, to have an angle with respect to the provisioning of the, of the bank with that particular portfolio as well. So even though uh, capital relief is still the main driver, um, having additional benefits or secondary benefits on these transactions can also play in a role in assessing the, the, the efficiency and economically uh, efficiency of the transaction for the originator. That all makes sense and great to hear obviously from our perspective the, the greater the benefits of SRT the, the better. It keeps us employed doesn't it? <laughs> yes <laughs> it <does>. very important. <laughs> 
Thank you, Alva. That, that's all really, really great. I mean, we've not had any, any discussion before on, on asset classes, particularly and motivation. So it's really interesting to hear your perspective from, from the Spanish market. And you'll know, I'm sure, that we love to wrap up our podcast with a personal question so we can get mm -hmm. to know you a bit better. I understand that you are hugely into physical fitness. So our question <laughs> to you is, can you please tell us a little bit more about that um, and what physical fitness involves for you? Sure. <laughs> so I I haven't always been active in terms of sport, mainly swimming, but it has been since the pandem pandemic that I became more uh, committed to it and start doing other sports. So mainly running because uh, with the COVID lockdown, there were few things you can do. I mean, and there were no swimming pools, no gyms to go. So I start running and uh, I began to be more involved. I started participating on uh, running events like 5K uh, runs or 10K half marathon, and then eventually to, to a full marathon. And uh, I mean, I, I believe that the, the COVID uh, pandemic uh, changed uh, the life of everyone in one way or the other for me was to be more committed to be outside enjoy fresh air doing sports outside and this is something that I try to keep and not losing losing it now that uh, we are more like in a in a regular uh, life uh, after the after the COVID. That's amazing and I have to say I'm, I'm very jealous because I feel like the pandemic did the opposite for me and I've definitely <laughs> fitness okay. levels go down so very inspiring to hear that you've, you've kept yours up. Ah uh, come on Leanne so Albert I'll tell you Leanne has basically <laughs> gone to every gym class known on the planet of this, <laughs> the face of this planet. Uh, she basically convinced me to go to Barry's Bootcamp which is the only place I run mostly because I pay them to make me run but um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure you guys have fitness goals you can discuss later. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for um, being on this episode, Albert. We really loved having you. And for our listeners, um, after overwhelming feedback from you guys, um, I am extremely excited to announce that we are coming up with our new podcast, which is going to be a credit-focused podcast called Credit Where It's Due. So keep your ears out for it. We will be coming back after the summer with our very first episode. In the meantime, enjoy summer and keep tranching.